Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes in studio when Doug is typically here. I call it Guest Thursday, but Doug is going to be out for a couple of weeks, and I'm going to fill in uh, most days, although David uh, will be joining me as well. In fact, David will be in studio with me tomorrow, David Gray, and David and I are going to finish up Acts 25, 26, 27, and 28, a complete flyover. And uh, hope you can tune in as we wrap up this week. It is June 1st, Thursday, June 1st, and uh, I have such a treat today. In fact, this guy, I didn't realize you had been such a regular around here, Jeff, but uh, my good friend Jeff Dalrymple is joining me in studio today. Jeff, hey, Brad. Hey, everybody. Good, good to have you Great back, Great to be brother. back. Yes, sir. Well, I'm texting you going, okay, when you come up the elevator, go left, go to the end of the door. (laughs) Sorry, you're just a veteran around here. Or you changed offices. I don't know. No. Well, we've been in a couple of offices, uh, a couple of studios over the course of the last six and a half years. Hard to believe if you're new to SWAT radio and you're wondering, gosh, what is going on here? SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We exist to declare the gospel, to advance truth, and uh, through the scriptures, in the teaching of the text, and in the application of the text. And so Monday through Wednesday, Doug McCary, who founded SWAT, uh, SWAT Bible Studies, which there are about five studies that meet in and around the Northeast Florida area, and uh, out of those Bible studies, uh, the broadcast came to be. About six and a half years ago, Doug asked me if I'd be interested in doing this with him. And, of course, I said no, but uh, Doug's a very convincing guy. Uh, He not only got me on the first time, but he's gotten me on all these years later. We certainly enjoy hanging out together and opening God's Word together. But Thursdays are unique. Uh, When we first started this, we decided, you know, let's take one day and let's invite people into studio or call in and goodness gracious, over the last six and a half years, we've had a slew of amazing guests, some who are local, some who are, you know, around the country, and uh, but no greater guest to, th- that I've had than my good friend, Jeff. <laughs> You're very kind. <clears throat> well, listen, I am excited for our listeners to get reacquainted with you, Jeff, and um, I'm always fascinated. Um, w- one of the things that, you know, when I talk about having guests in, I, uh, and you know this because we're good friends, but I, I love learning about people. And so oftentimes I hear somebody's story and I'm like, man, I want to spend more time with you. I want to grab coffee with us, get lunch. And now I typically say, Hey, I need to get you on radio with us because I want other people to hear about your story. And so, uh, I know our listeners have heard your story before, but let's talk about, uh, Jeff and, uh, kind of how, We'll 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 dig into all that God is doing through you and the ministries you're involved in, but let's get to know Jeff real quick. Well, thank you. So I grew up in Los Angeles. I've got this accent. <laughs> uh, spent uh, most an, of my. Is there an accent for L.A. people? I don't know. There's or there's a non. I don't know. Yo, dude. Uh, I've been saying y'all more. All y'all. I noticed that. Yeah. You know, but we say you guys. That's southern. Like you guys. That's southern kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. 
So grew up in L.A., lived in Louisville, Kentucky. They say Louisville up there, Louisville. Louisville. But um, I worked for Dr. Moeller at Southern Seminary for uh, almost 10 years. And then we've been here in Jacksonville for five years uh, this summer and absolutely love it. Um, I'm an elder at Sunrise Community Church in Atlantic Beach. Um, my wife, Crystal, and I have been married for 21 years. She's fantastic. That's who you need to have on radio is Crystal. Uh, and then we've got four kids. My oldest son, uh, JJ, is graduating this week, tomorrow, from Stanton here in Jacksonville, where we live. And uh, then I've got three daughters. So what's JJ's next plan? What's he What's he doing? Palm Beach Atlantic. Is he? Good for him. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're excited. I know yep. you and I have talked about that. What's he going to do? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, interdisciplinary awesome. studies. But uh, we're thrilled for him. Really excited. I'm probably going to cry. Big, big <laughs> season there. Oh, Will you cry? Oh, you will cry. Thank you. Brad knows. Uh, I, re- I remember when my oldest son, Ben, you've, have you met Ben? Yeah, mm-hmm. you've met Ben. Yeah. Um, oh, At yeah. your oh, my. 40th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, brother. Um, so I remember when, and Ben is this, you know, he, he's been on the air with me a number of times. You know, you think about the greatest, outside of my marriage, the greatest joy on earth has been to disciple my sons and uh, <clears throat> i never realized i kind of thought well when ben goes off to college and we'd already had our oldest go off to college but she was only in gainesville an hour and a half away uh, but ben decided to go to dallas baptist university and uh, i remember driving him out there getting him moved in driving home and then I think the next Tuesday I was teaching at a Bible study that we do on the West Side. And what was really cool is my son Ben had written out a letter for me to read to the men of that Bible study. I didn't know this. He just put it in an envelope, handed it to me, and said, Hey, would you read this Tuesday morning to the men? Now I tell you that because that Bible study on the West Side probably when Ben was about 14, I started to invite him to that Bible study. And, uh, you know, how many 14-year-old boys, you know, young men want to go spend an hour and a half with a bunch of old guys opening Mm -hmm. the Bible? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, listen, every week he couldn't wait till the next week. And uh, just he and I, well, I just say he and I, but very quickly i started to bring jacob who was you know about 12 at the time and uh so i had those two guys with me but i still remember reading this letter that he had written to the men of that study if you're out there today and you're an older guy like me or even like jeff you're getting up there brother thank you <laughs> is the importance of investing in that next generation and while I did that with my own kids, and I know you're doing that with JJ and your girls, <clears throat> get them around other men. Get them around some godly men. As you were sharing about spending 10 years working with Dr. Moeller, I can't even imagine 10 years working for Dr. Moeller. You know, what what, what wisdom and uh, mm-hmm. such a treat. But anyway, th- to talk about crying. So I start reading this letter on Tuesday at the Tuesday morning Bible study. I'm a mess. I mean... <laughs> I am a complete mess. In fact, one of the brothers there, and there's a probably 50 guys there. One of the guys gets up, and these guys know me. I mean, they're used to me teaching. <clears throat> one of the guys got up there and finished reading the letter for me. I couldn't mm. even get through it. I love it. And uh, and it was really just more about uh, the impact that we have on that next generation. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that's really what brought us together, Brad, is our mutual love for discipleship. So you sharing that example of taking your 14-year-old son to a Bible study is a great example of how simple discipleship really is, of just going through life together, just just going together. You, you can, you're studying the Bible. You're talking about applying it to our lives, talking about issues. And um, what a beautiful picture. When you so, do more of that. so thankful. You're right. I mean, I think in many ways, in fact, I, <clears throat> Doug and I, are going to be working through a book. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, The Discipleship Gospel. It's by Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. And I just opened it today. I just started reading it today. And, uh, you know, we I feel like we live in a time where the church is a little unclear as to the declaration of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And as such, discipleship is very confusing. Uh, what does that mean? You know, and discipleship, is both teaching and evangel it's evangelism go make disciples as we're going we're going to make disciples and and i, I talk about this often where do we most often go well there's two main places i live my life at work and at home and that's where i like to make disciples because that's where i'm going yeah yeah well and and it's the gospel that reorients our life to do what we were called to do. And that discipleship, that life on life discipleship, that's the, you know, if I can drop a theological term, you know, sanctification, that's mm. the, the construction. I live off of San Pablo road and it's a mess right now. They're widening the road. That's Jeff Dowerpool's life. It's a construction zone where I'm by God's grace moving forward towards spiritual maturity. Colossians 1.28, right, is the goal of discipleship to present everyone complete in Christ. Mm. And it's that life on life. If I can look at your life, Brad, and see how you're faithfully following Christ, not perfectly, but faithfully, right? Those are steps forward, sometimes a step back or two, right? And then forward, I can learn from that and apply those principles to my life to be faithful. And it's a beautiful picture of the gospel at work as we're being transformed. Amen. And we're doing life together. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're holding one another accountable it, we're, we're being real with people, you know, so oftentimes I think people uh, think that the making disciples is about, you know, uh, teacher student relationship. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's just doing life together. It's sharing the burdens with one another, challenging one another in the word. I was meeting with a brother this morning that I meet, I've been meeting with for almost 20 years. Every Thursday morning, we grab breakfast together, 20 years. Wow. 20 years. I mean, you know, it's, how long is discipleship? It's uh, it's it's a lifetime. You know, it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to pour into the guys you're pouring in today five years from now, but the idea is that we we're going to do life together. A mentor of mine shared with me, and it's just a framework for discipleship that we should have three relationships in our life: um, a Barnabas, right, that peer relationship. <laughs> Um, a, a Paul, right? That older, someone who's farther yeah. along in their journey and then a Timothy yeah. um, and to have those types of relationships in our life, not just one type. Yeah. We always use Second uh, uh, Timothy 2, 2, that Paul says to Timothy, the things that you heard from me in, in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will teach others also. If you go through that scripture, it's four generations. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes, so I, I kind of approach it as if I'm, I want to spend time, I want to disciple this guy, <coughs> excuse me, but I want him to disciple someone. And then I want him to dis- just kind of always pushing down that way. Mm-hmm. And so, so thankful. I want to, when we come back from the break here in a few minutes, I want to 
I want our listeners to hear how how you and I connected because uh, one of our um, mutual good friends, Trey Brunson, was actually in studio about two weeks ago with me. I love Trey. And uh, isn't he great? We just had such a good time. And he's a guy who really is about disciples. He's about yes. making disciples. Yeah. And uh, it's always good to kind of chat back and forth about that. <coughs> it was uh, Corner Taco. We were with Zach Terry, Trey Brunson. That's when we met. Yeah. Talking, we talked for an hour and a half about discipleship. Well, it, it, it is kind of a, a divine appointment. You ever have, you have, We have those all the time if we'll just stop and recognize them that God has brought us together. And uh, just you're from L.A., I'm from Texas. We meet in Florida somehow. But uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit further about that. I want our listeners to hear about ECAP that you're a founder of, and then we'll get into another organization we have founded together called the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Hey, we're glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon to say hello, 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or a comment, email me at ask at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. My good friend Jeff Dalrymple and I will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Welcome to Turning Point. David is among the greatest men who ever lived. Described as a man after God's own heart, today Dr. David Jeremiah begins the series The Tender Warrior to reveal the heart within this heroic figure. What can you learn from David's storied adventures, his vibrant faith, and his deep flaws? Listen as Dr. Jeremiah shares today's message, Introduction to David. And thank you for joining us today for uh, the beginning of this new series we have called The Tender Warrior, The Life of David. This is one of my favorite studies because the life of David is so filled with intrigue and there are so many spiritual lessons to learn by following this man. One thing you realize is that good people are not perfect people. Was David a good man? In many respects, he was. But was he perfect? Far from it. In fact, some of the things that are recorded of David's activities are um, hard almost to overcome when you read the rest of the story. But David teaches us a lot. A great musician, a great leader, a handsome man, a man for all seasons. Today, the introduction to David. In just a moment, we'll begin. But first, let me remind you that during this month, we're going to do something that's very Davidic. We're going to focus on the Psalms and the Proverbs uh, during this month by making available to you one of my favorite resources of all time. 
It's called The Focused Life, and it's a beautiful leather-covered book that helps you to read through the Psalms and the Proverbs every single month. By reading five Psalms and one proverb, you can read through those two books every month, and oh, what a difference it will make in your life. Having too much of anything can be as frustrating as not having enough, according to Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy, unlicensed to parent. When you had a few tools and supplies in your garage, you not only knew where to find them all, you knew how to properly use them all. Then over time, you acquired a lot more tools and supplies. And that's when you had trouble actually finding what you needed. So you'd go to the hardware store and buy what you swore you already had, only to stumble upon the thing a month or two later. The point is that too much of anything can be as exasperating and debilitating as not enough. The Internet is like that. Our kids are flooded with content, much of it false, and it's proving to be just as exasperating and debilitating as not having it at all. Because to cite George Bernard Shaw, false knowledge really is more dangerous than ignorance. Talk to your kids about that. Follow Trace on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and on our website, LicensedToParent.org. Welcome to Turning Point. David is a... Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes uh, sitting alongside my good friend Jeff Dalrymple. And uh, we went into the break, Jeff, talking about um, kind of how we got to know each other. And uh, I uh, I get this phone call, or I, I don't know. I guess Trey set that up. Yeah, Trey set and that Zach, up. Zach and Terry. Zach, Zach Terry, who's a pastor up at, uh, he's senior pastor at uh, First Baptist, First Fernandina, Baptist Beach. Fernandina Beach. And, uh, Zach is such a great guy. In fact, um, he's got a—I think he's got a podcast he or does. something. Maximum, maximum life, I believe it is. That's it. Yep. And uh, definitely got to check that out. But uh, I met—I met Zach again. One of these cool things how God kind of orchestrates these appointments. And uh, Zach and I had gotten to know each other probably a year prior to this meeting that you and I had. We come to find out we had a mutual friend. And Trey Brunson, who Trey's on staff at the Church of 1122 here in town. And, uh, of course, you know, we get this uh, lunch appointment. It's going to be Trey, Jeff, you, uh, Trey, Zach, you, and I. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you, you knew Zach, though, right? Did I you did. know Zach? So yep. you knew everybody but me. I knew everybody but you. That's right. And we're sitting at Corner Taco here in Jacksonville, and we just, kind of peel off we've got our own little conversation going on just you and i it was about discipleship it was exactly about just what we're talking about and what we'll get into in this conversation today is i want to get into uh something that you and i felt the lord leading us to do together and uh before we do that though i have been so kind of uh interested in what you're doing with ecap ecap stands for evangel evangelical evangelical council for abuse prevention. 
That's a mouthful. It is. ECAP. Tell us about ECAP. Um, I want our listeners so much of what you and I will talk about in the second segment, second half, is kind of what we want to do about bringing organizations together. And so we'll, I want to take this opportunity for our listeners to, to hear what you're doing with ECAP. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Well, the problem of sexual abuse is very, it's, it's a significant problem in our culture. So according to the CDC, one in three girls will be sexually abused before the age of 18. And one in seven boys will be sexually abused before the age of 18. And it's heartbreaking when you think that these lives, precious lives made in the image of God, will have lifelong trauma as a result of that abuse. When we talk about abuse, we think of sexual abuse, like I'm talking about here specifically, but you can have physical abuse, you have neglect, and there's also spiritual abuse that might take place in in a ministry context. But the trauma that those survivors, those victims of abuse experience have lifelong implications. And, um, you know, some work that I did with Hadassah's Hope, some of you know of Hadassah's Hope, I think Tammy's been on the program here. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the uh, adult entertainment workers, one of the common denominators there is that most of them were heartbreakingly abused as children. And um, so when we think about this as Bible-believing, gospel-loving Christians, we want to know what can we do to prevent this horrible abuse from taking place? Well, sadly, abuse is also, um, it shows up in ministry contexts. And um, the headlines, if you follow any sort of evangelical media, you'll see time and time again, I, I get multiple reports a week of some form of abuse that's taking place in a ministry context. So the statistics I gave you are the broader culture, but it's also happening in Christian ministries. And we don't have as much statistics there, but church law and tax, so they're part of Christianity today, they tell us that um, the number one reason why a church ends up in a court of law is the sexual abuse of a minor. So we know it happens. And again, you look at this Southern Baptist Convention and what they're experiencing, the Houston Chronicle um, announced this kind of uh, landmark announcement of over 700 cases of abuse in in the Southern Baptist Convention, but other denominations have experienced this as well. So how do we get out in front of and prevent that from taking place? So out of that um, has been birthed this new ministry. It took us four years to develop child safety standards. What should ministries do to keep kids safe? And by ministries, I'm talking about churches, schools, camps, any organization that serves children and youth. How can we prevent abuse in that context and still do the ministry that we're called to do, Mm. the very discipleship that we're called to do? So ECAP was started in 2019. We spent all of 2022 running trials of an accreditation program, the end result being a safe environment for kids to hear the gospel and to grow in discipleship. Actually, the Church of 1122 is one of our charter members. There's a few other charter members here in Northeast Florida, including Hibernia and Schindler Drive Baptist Church. Uh, but we worked with about 30 or so churches across the country to help launch this program, which was launched in January. And our seal of accreditation is symbolic of the trust that we want to have in our ministries so that the parents and guardians, sometimes grandparents, um, when they drop off kids at a church or a Christian school, want to make sure that they're there for the ministry purpose that they are existed to, to accomplish, right? That gospel proclamation, that spiritual formation. And we want to make sure that kids are safe so that ministry can take place. And that's what ECAP's all about. Uh, beyond that, we also want to educate um, Christians who love the Lord wherever they're at to be aware of this problem of abuse and to know how to prevent it. So we have different resources. I would commend our listeners to Safeguards by Julie Lowe. It's a tremendous read on the problem of abuse and how to equip parents 
really kind of going upstream to equip parents on what to do to talk to their kids in an age-appropriate way. So Julie Lowe's with CCEF, um, and she's uh, learned from her experience as a counselor how to care for trauma and how to prevent abuse. You know, it's, it, you said one out of three girls, women, have been sexually abused. Is sexually abused or just abused? Sexually abused. That's amazing. So what is it? Now, that's just across the board. What about in the church? What about in ministry? You know yeah, what that number so is? We don't have statistics on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't have statistics on it, but uh, we know it's a problem because of the headlines that we see and the reports that we receive. Uh, so we get several calls a week of abuse taking place. Now, abuse in a ministry context could be internal. It's happened in one of the ministry programs, mm-hmm. but it also could be that uh, maybe a Sunday school worker or a teacher is seeing indicators of abuse in a child I that see. may have taken place <clears throat> at home. Right. And so we want to help train those individuals to be able to spot indicators of abuse and know what to do in reporting it. So another challenge for your listeners would be to know the the mandatory reporter laws of whatever state that you're in. These laws are all state-based or U.S. territory-based. And uh, here in Florida, where we live, it says any adult, the state law says any adult that suspects abuse must report it to the Department of um, Children and Family Services or to local law enforcement. So if you think that abuse has has taken place, it's not your job, is what the state's saying. It's not your job to figure out and to investigate. Your job is to report it. And they take this very, very seriously if you don't. Oftentimes, most states, uh, it's a felony for not reporting. Let's talk about uh, kind of what is the process. We've got a lot of people who listen who are in ministry, are on staff, maybe pastors, uh, youth leaders. Talk about the process. Let's say my church, we want to kind of discover more about this you talked about accreditations things like that and i know you guys just launched in january what would it look like what does it look like kind of walk me through that sure so accreditation is really compliance is your church doing these things so these things meaning a list of principles or indicators uh, this would include um, governance this would include a uh, screening and training any workers this would include check-in and check-out procedures for some of you younger kids. What if I'm going off to summer camp? Here we are on the eve of summer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, that was exactly what I was thinking Right. About. So when I go to summer camp, what does our church need to do to make sure that our kids, our students, our youth are are, are protected from abuse taking place? Maybe that's a, a, a you know, two adult rule is frequently, you know, the case. Uh, we'd have at least two adults in the vehicle, at, at least as they're transporting uh, minors to camp, those types of things. So, uh, and then we also want you to have a response plan. So these are categories to kind of get your mind wrapped around, well, what does child protection in a ministry context look like? And what ECAP does is go in and validate that you're doing these things. You're conducting these background checks. You're screening these workers. You're doing reference checks. That's that sort of thing. And um, the accreditation process is simple. We have two independent auditors that come in and validate based on evidence that you're doing these. And it's an annual process. So you are accredited for one year. And 12 months later, you go through another uh, process to uh, to verify compliance. And that gives you permission to display the ECAP Child Safety Standards Accreditation Seal. Anybody else doing this? I mean, this seems this no. seems this seems very basic, like this should have been in place a long time ago. 
Sadly, yes. I wish our ministry didn't have to exist, to be honest with you. I wish we didn't need it. But in the fallen world, Genesis 3 world, it is needed. And kind of like our sister ministry, uh, ECFA, Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, you know, Billy Graham started that ministry 40 years ago when there were shenanigans happening, financial shenanigans in the church. And it was a response to to help prevent, prevent that. And that's what we're trying to do today. Excellent. Excellent. Well, if you want to find out more about ECAP, what's the what's the website? ECAP.net. 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 Well, listen, go check it out. And um, if your church needs to, you think there might be, I, I think this ought to be in every church, to be honest. So. Some great free resources online. Absolutely. All right. Thanks listen, we're going to take one more break. Actually, we'll take a couple more. Uh, but uh, hopefully you'll come back after the break. If you want to call 844-777-7928, if you've got a question for Jeff or myself, feel free to call. Again, 844-777-7928. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Learn about the inheritance of musical memory next on today's Creation Moment. And now, here's our Creation Moments host, Ian Taylor. Are you a musician? From the standpoint of evolution, human musical ability serves absolutely no purpose. Assuming that the laws of nature could even invent musical ability, they would have no reason to do so. However, from the standpoint of creation, music serves to praise our Creator. Unfortunately, some of us who enjoy music cannot carry a tune, while other people can play or sing a piece without even looking at any music after only hearing it once. The scientific study of musical ability has become an important area of study as a result of some recent discoveries. Researchers have discovered that it's true that some people have natural musical ability and some don't. They have found that some people have perfect pitch, even if they have no musical training, while those who are tuned deaf remain tuned deaf despite any musical training. Studies show that only about one person in 2,000 has perfect pitch. Researchers were shocked to find solid evidence that musical ability is genetically inherited. Studying musical ability in both musically trained and non-trained families, they found that musical ability follows a dominant inheritance pattern. Sons or daughters have a 50% chance of inheriting the gene from a parent who carries it. How could mindless evolution develop a gene which codes for musical ability? Even evolutionists appear to be puzzled by this. But those of us who believe in the Creator praise Him whether we have musical ability or not. For more information, visit us online at creationmoments.com. You'll find both written and audio transcripts, creation-focused articles and Bible studies, and many other resources, all at creationmoments.com. There's some delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at the ramp to St. John's Bluff Road. Also, there's an accident on the West Beltway, 295 southbound at the ramp from Old St. Augustine Road. And there's a crash in St. John's County on I-95 northbound at the ramp from US-1. That's closed down the on-ramp. Partly cloudy tonight, low 67. Friday, mostly sunny, high 85. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Stop by the city lights, my world from a mile high. 
Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Jeff. I'm used to saying Brad and Doug here, you know, but. Uh, you can call me whatever you want. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeff, Doug, 220, 221. <laughs> you ever remember that joke? Um, Mr. Mom, I think it was. The movie Mr. Mom. Did you ever see that? I don't remember it. Okay. Well, Sorry. Usually, so by the way, uh, if you have been attending the SWAT Bible studies uh, over the last year or so, um, many of you know we've been in Acts for a little over two years, and we wrapped it up just uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago. And uh, Doug and I have been kind of, Doug and David and I have been kind of working, doing a flyover of the entire book. And so uh, tomorrow, David Gray will be in studio as he and I work uh, over 25, 26, 27, and 28, uh, those chapters and Acts as we put a bow on it and uh, go into our summer. In fact, over the summer, Doug and I and David will be uh, dropping in from time to time doing a couple of different things. One of the things we're going to be looking at, uh, Doug and I specifically are going to be talking about the discipleship gospel. What Jesus preached, we must follow by Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. And so uh, hopefully you can tune in over the summer. We also have our uh, SWAT, uh, we, we don't call it a retreat, it's a training day, SWAT training day, August 5th. And uh, if you are not signed up, get signed up. It's a one-day event. Uh, we usually uh, have a little teaching in the morning, then we break for a little either golf skydiving shooting fishing trying to think what else there is i think that's pretty much it um and then we come back together for another session of teaching and then we do dinner together we even uh take communion together Hmm. so uh if you're part of that or you want to be part of it we'd love to have you come in person and join us if you have any comments or questions email me at brad at swatradio.com if you have questions or comments for today Send that to ask at SWATradio.com. You can also call us at 844-777-7928. And again, glad to have my good friend Jeff Dalrymple in studio with me today. And we're going to take the rest of our uh, broadcast, and we're going to talk about something that he and I have gotten involved in. And uh, I was sharing; we were sharing a little while ago about how you and I met over lunch as that it was that 2019 i'm trying to even remember when that was i think it was 2021 was it really i think so. i mean all this you know covid stuff i know is just what totally, happened yeah exactly but the guacamole was amazing it is pretty strong in it yeah so jeff and i ended up uh just chatting it up at lunch first time we ever met got to talking about discipleship and then one thing led to another I, you know we meet for lunch or breakfast or something and God had really put on both of our hearts a desire, well, obviously to make disciples. But as I mentioned earlier, where do we make disciples? For for most of us, uh, you know, it's where we're going. And where are we going is usually at home and at work. And so uh, just a, a real desire to uh, engage in the marketplace. And so I want you, instead of me, our listeners are used to hearing me, Let's talk about the, the uh, Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. How did it come about? Um, where are we today? What's our mission? What's uh, yeah. what's happening with it? Well, long story short, uh, we got connected with uh, Chris, uh, Crystal Parker, who is the president of the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce based out of Orlando, Florida. 
And she's been launching that here recently. It's a whole network of Christian chambers. I had no idea that they even existed, but there's a number of them, including Central Florida. Uh, I think there's one in Cincinnati, Vegas. They're looking to start one in Dallas. And so so what is a, a chamber of commerce? You know, is, a, is a, a network of businesses that are coming together around a common purpose, typically to advance you know, business development and, and good economic growth within a city. So a Christian chamber of commerce, we want to do kind of the same things, but we want to do it as a Bible-believing, gospel-loving Christian, right? What does it mean to be a faithful business owner, leader, manager, employee? And um, and this is, again, where rubber hits the road, as you said, as, uh, as a disciple and someone who wants to be disciple-making. So we talked to Crystal, and, and she uh, helped us put together a vision and and we hosted an interest lunch last summer, almost a year ago now. And uh, our first lunch, you know, we didn't do any marketing, but we had a strong turnout. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was definitely interest for something like that here in Jacksonville. Well, and just to back up a minute, I was thinking about, I think there was a lot going on. And I think we first started kind of chatting this up about a year and a half ago, probably. That's right. Some of that came about after some conversations we'd had with some some local uh, people, men who were involved in some politics here in the city of Jacksonville. And just kind of seeing this cultural decay, if you will. That's right. Um, and, and uh, you know, of course, we know we live in a fallen world. We're going to see that. We it, we expect that. But really, as as Bible believing Jesus followers, mm-hmm. we should be having an impact mm-hmm. in those in the culture. Today. Salt and light, right? Absolutely. And you, you think of all the the areas that we have. I mean, I, I still remember one of my pastors saying, "You're going to reach people f- f- for the gospel." in places I'll never reach them. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he was saying is, I'm not in the marketplace. You are. And so God's going to bring those people. But what we wanted to do was say, hey, uh, yeah, can we come together around a common purpose for the glory of God and engage the community with the gospel? How do we how do, we do that? And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where mm-hmm. you and I, I'm not sure we originally thought it would be the Chamber of Commerce, Right. The Christian Chamber of Commerce, but it seemed since Crystal had already kind of gotten something started. That's right. We kind of learned from her and what she had done and found successful and said, hey, well, let's do that here in Northeast Florida, right? From uh, from uh, Amelia Island down to St. Augustine and uh, over to Lake City. You know, we're Northeast Florida and we're a group of Christians. We're not the church. We're not competing with the church. We tell you on a regular basis, uh, we want you to be a part of a healthy church. Uh, but we're a group of Christian business leaders, and we do things distinctly as Christians. And one of the things that we do every time we meet, which is once once a month, we'll share more about how to get connected and learn more. But we want to highlight Christian nonprofits and other good work that's happening in the city. We do this all through our Christian worldview. And um, so we've been meeting uh, all of this year, 2023. Here we are. It's June 1st, hurricane season. <clears throat> what right. happened? Right. Um, and so we we just launched membership. And uh, we've, we've seen a tremendous interest in membership and uh, growing interest to our lunches. We just had um, Kristen McLaughlin, right, is our, our speaker at the last uh, Chamber of Commerce. And she spoke on leadership and did a fantastic job. We featured Isaiah 117 House as our nonprofit spotlight. And we're meeting at Top Golf right now for most of our most of our lunch meetings. And um, we're going to have Pastor H.B. Charles, right, from uh, Shiloh. 
um, Metropolitan Baptist Church here in Jacksonville as our next speaker on June 15th. So it's a time of networking, of encouragement. Really, we exist to engage, equip, and encourage the Christian community in Northeast Florida. And we do that as a network. Yeah, I think so much. We'll take a break here in just a second. We'll come back and chat it up about the rest of this. But, you know, one of the things for me, and even today, I, I had an opportunity with my good friend that I meet with on Thursday mornings. I asked him about a particular ministry. He was not aware of it. He grew up here in Jacksonville, was not aware of it. So much of what you and I have learned over the last year and a half is there's a lot of different ministries going on in our city, it's right, really right good, here. Good work. It's and encouraging. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we typically kind of have our, I call it our holy huddle or our, our little holy silos where, mm-hmm. that we live in, our little bubbles. And uh, and I'm guilty of that myself. Me too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like hanging out with certain people and yeah, I like listening to certain radio shows and podcasts. But the reality is there's a lot going on in our city that people are not aware of. And uh, so one of the things we want to do is kind of highlight those. We want to, we want, you you mentioned earlier Hadassah's Hope. Mm -hmm. A lot of people may not be familiar with Hadassah's Hope. I bet you, I know you serve on the board, but I bet you once a week you ask somebody if they're familiar with it, they're not familiar with it. That's right. And so we do kind of want to introduce the body of Christ to these ministries. Mm -hmm. And yes, we exist to engage the marketplace in, in gospel fellowship to equip in gospel truth, mm-hmm. and to encourage gospel living. And uh, that is what we're called to do in the marketplace. We're, we're to advance the gospel. We're to give glory to God. And a lot of people in the marketplace, what does that look like? How do we do that? And that's where we bring in these speakers to kind of equip us and that's teach right. us. But the fellowship, by the way, is fantastic. It is. Networking. What's, what's the website? North e- N-E-F-L. So that's Northeast Florida. N-E-F-L. ChristianChamber.com. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Go check that out. Come back after the break. We will be right back. SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Enhance. Fitness. As we age, our fitness needs change. First Coast YMCA offers Enhanced Fitness, a 16-week arthritis and fall prevention program that helps enhance strength, balance, and flexibility. These are fun, low-impact classes that promote movement and help older adults stay active, energized, and independent. The classes are free to YMCA members and anyone in the community thanks to a federal grant. 
contact First Coast YMCA for a schedule of classes. FCYMCA.org. We at WTRJ The Truth are happy to tell you about our new shout-out feature on the Truth smartphone app. Now you can encourage others on the air with short testimonies on how this radio station has impacted your life. Maybe a program you heard helped to turn your marriage around, offered some insight on being a better parent, or taught you principles that revolutionized your prayer life. What I like most about uh, Dr. David Jeremiah is how he takes scripture and applies it. The message was about outreaching and how we should be bold and strong about sharing our faith. First, download the Truth app to your phone, the App Store if you have an iPhone, the Google Play Store if you have an Android. Then open the app and tap the small microphone at the bottom and tell us how this radio ministry has touched your life. Over the next few days, you might hear yourself on the radio, so be sure to have your friends at church listen. And thanks for sharing your story and shouting us out on WTRJ The Truth, the Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at 91.7. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Jeff Dalrymple. Jeff is uh, joining me as my guest today, and I'm glad you guys have had a chance to listen to him. And we're going to dig back into what we were talking about earlier with the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. But as a as we discussed earlier in the broadcast, uh, Jeff is also the founder of ECAP Evangelist Evangelical Evangelical Council, Council for Abuse, Abuse Prevention. Prevention. Go to ECAP dot net net check that out but uh and the website for the northeast florida christian chamber is nefl christian chamber.com and uh as i mentioned jeff is the i guess i'll call you a co-founder i guess i'm a co-founder myself absolutely but uh you you got a lot of you got a lot of things going it's one of the things i like about you as i like i like being around younger guys who got a lot going on one day I want to stand before King Jesus and be counted faithful. That's Amen. what I'm trying to do. Amen. You are too. Amen. That's for sure. <clears throat> so we were talking uh, just kind of the purpose of the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber. Obviously, um, this is the unique thing about the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber because <clears throat> I've been a part of a number of different marketplace ministries, and there's some really good ones here in town from LifeWork Leadership to Wise Counsel, John Beener. Who C-12. also, yeah, and C12. And those are the three that really come to mind. LifeWork Leadership with Tammy McLafferty, um, this uh, Wise Council with John Beener, who also, both of those are they're members of the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber. Tammy's on our board. That's right. And She's then our, C12. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, and there are others. Um, but here's the thing I, I come in contact with people who may need help in their businesses. Um, and it's like, I want to direct them. I don't have all the answers. I can't do it all, but we know that within the body of Christ, there are gifted men and women in our city who are doing some really amazing things. And so, you know, that's part of why we formed this really felt like there was a need 
for the body of Christ to come together. And it's not just it's not just that we do business together. We do, and we want to encourage that. But and it's not to say, well, we don't do Christian we don't do business with non believers. Oh, I do business with a lot of non believers. Great gospel <clears throat> opportunity. Absolutely. Sure. But in light of a lot of what we're seeing in our culture today, there are companies out there, I won't name them, I don't think I have to name them, that have taken a stance on things that are completely in opposition to what we believe. And uh, in, in many ways, I think as we are stewarding over the gifts that God has given us, the resources, the, the financial responsibilities we have, uh, if I've got an option and I can go do business with you versus going to do business with this person or this organization, well, I, I want to support somebody who's, you know. Doing good kingdom work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there, go to Northeast, go to nefl'schristianchamber.com. Oh. You can check out a little bit more there. I will, just fair warning, the website is still under construction, but we're making some progress as Jeff laughs across at me. <laughs> but um, anyway, super, super grateful for that. We had mentioned a couple of things coming up. One is June 15th. If this interests you at all, go to our website, uh, but sign up, register for our next luncheon, June 15th at 11, Top Golf. Yep, 11 a.m. Uh, Tom McLeod from Transform Jacksonville will be there, and uh, Pastor H.B. Charles is our, our speaker that day. Well, this is going to be the first luncheon I have to miss because I'm going to be going to New York that day. But I am just like Tammy. Tammy I, and I, we got you covered. I, I, well, I know, but I'm, you know, somehow I, I, we need to record this. Um, in fact, we need to have Chris Yarborough uh, record this. Are you calling him out right I now? I am right now. I know Chris <laughs> is listening, but we're going to give away some stuff too. We do a raffle every time, so we're giving away a Top Golf uh, Premium Elite or Platinum Elite rather membership. Um, Fresh Jacks. We just met with one of our members, uh, Jason from Fresh Jacks. Super cool business. Um, and he's got a co-working space that you all should check out. He's a chamber member. And uh, Biddy and Bose. If you haven't checked out Biddy and Bose uh, in San Marco, what a fantastic coffee shop. And so those are just some of the members. But come check us out June 15th, 11 a.m. Do some networking. Have lunch. Top golf. And then can I mention a couple of the things we're doing? Yeah, so I was going to say you mentioned yeah. 11 o'clock. So really it's there is – I mean – like a normal chamber, you, you know, there's some, there's mm -hmm. a, obviously a good amount of time of networking. So network from 11 to 1130, 1140, do lunch, have a speaker. Well, do the nonprofit highlight speaker That's right. and then close it up. That's but, right. Uh, so July 18th, we're going to have uh, John Rivers from Four Rivers and uh, C. Mark Ranch, Greg Voss. Uh, August 22nd, we'll... Uh, be back at Top Golf, and then September twenty first, we're doing something called a Chamber Chat. So think TED Talks, and we've got five seven minute TED Talks, learning about different initiatives and things that's going on in the city. And then uh, October, we've got our annual meeting or monthly meeting. But November seventh, I want to feature this because this is a special thing that we're putting together. It's a first responder appreciation lunch. It'll be at the Church of Eleven Twenty Two. Pastor Joby Martin will give a challenge. Um, it will be free for any of our public safety servants. So fire, EMS, um, and law enforcement, uh, JSO, our local law enforcement, um, uh, they're all available or they're all invited to come for a free lunch November 7th. That'll be at 11 a.m. at uh, the Church of 1122. And we're looking for sponsors to make that possible. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the sponsorship because I know there's there's going to be people who are going to want to get involved, and you can you can be involved. You can sponsor a uh, you can be the sponsor of that luncheon. That's right. Um, we've got contact diff- us through the website. Levels, different levels. Um, you can reach me at Brad at NEFL Christian Chamber. That's Brad at NEFL Christian Chamber or Jeff at NEFL Christian Chamber dot com as well and if, you know if you have questions about that kind of stuff uh we're you know we we rolled this out as you mentioned almost a year ago mm-hmm. at epping forest just to kind of get a feel is this i hate to say a little bit of a laying out of our fleece to see if this is uh, what we're supposed to be doing and just the the turnout was awesome it's been know? great and every really it seems like every month i'm i'm encouraged more and more uh to see the the body of christ all denominations you know we're we're not we're not siloed in that area so if you have put faith in christ even if you're just interested in in learning about this come learn more come yeah. come learn more and you can become a member again um you, you can become a member on the website correct. correct okay good well and that's um again northeast florida christian chamber of commerce um doing some really cool things really excited i'm excited about this chamber chats deal we've got coming up It'll be yeah. annual. Hopefully, we'll have we'll do that every year. It'll be great. Well, if if you have any ideas, give us some. Give us a call too, because we are, you know, I think having John Rivers coming up from you know from Orlando to come mm-hmm. speak. Is he, he's a member? Is he a member at the Central Florida Christian Chamber? Good question. I don't know. Yeah, but we. I was thinking we'll about to I, Bill Yergin, who was one of our speakers. T- Let's see. Three months ago. Yeah, from Correct Craft. Correct Craft. Yeah. Amazing. Ski Nautique boats. They build all those boats. And, uh, in fact, he brought a bunch of books. Uh, we usually have some book giveaways. But uh, I've, I've been able to kind of stay in touch with Bill. And he's just a cool just guy. a faithful man uh, building a company for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're, we're trying to do with the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber. And nonprofits can be involved as well. So we have specific membership for nonprofits. Well, it made me realize also just, you know, it's not just a once a month meeting. Yes, we have a kind of a mm. once a month meeting. Everybody comes together. But there's there's a number of uh, small groups gathering. Talk about those for just a minute. Yeah, so we have three small groups gathering. We've got a, a group for young professionals, which I don't think you and I are invited I'm totally to disqualified. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but young professionals are gathering. We've got ladies uh, leadership meeting that's gathering. And then we have a nonprofit group as well. Um, Stephanie Nicholson and I are going to lead that nonprofit group um, and we'll get started in August. So if you're a nonprofit, join and come learn about things that are specific to nonprofits, governance and fundraising and board relations, those types of things. So we need to have one, uh, just a wise uh, old, old people uh, network small small group network <laughs> i'll lead that one i nominate you yeah <laughs> <clears throat> well we, you know jeff we have a lot of listeners around kind of around the country and uh you may be thinking god christian chamber what a cool idea they they can reach out to crystal correct mm-hmm. uh, crystal right. parker at the I'll u.s the, christian chamber if you have that you website, website i know we're gonna we're gonna call it a day here in just a second but if you if if this interests you maybe you're in mississippi or texas or virginia beach or and you think gosh we don't have a christian chamber but that sounds kind of cool uschristianchamber.com yeah just like that uschristianchamber.com and there's an expo coming up um 
in Orlando. So you can check out the website as well. That was yeah. just announced Expo 2024. Yeah. You went last year, I think. Didn't I you? did. Yeah. First Baptist Orlando. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, I am uh, thrilled, Jeff, to have had you in studio. Thanks you, for you're, having me. You're my good friend, probably one of my best friends. And just to have you in studio is kind of fun. I I've been you bugging bad. you for a while to come in and join me. I want to interview to, you next time. Oh yeah. That, that'd be very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Listen, tomorrow, uh, David Gray and myself will be back in studio. And we're going to, like I said earlier, we're going to do a, do a real flyover of Acts 25, 26, 27, and 28. We'll put a bow on it. And I uh, hope you can join us. At, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, downloaded the SWAT radio app, do that. It was very helpful for me while I was on the road to uh, listen through my phone. So go to SWATradio.com if you're interested in supporting this ministry. You can kick, click on the support tab. Check out how you can uh, join, co-labor with us in the gospel. Glad you tuned in today, Jeff. Good to have you, brother. Jeremy, Thank thanks you. for all your help, brother. And uh, we will look forward to having you here with us tomorrow. Go to SWATradio.com. You can also uh, go to Facebook at SWATradio or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. Until then, see you manana.